coming to you from the house of peace, love, and joy. Rabbi E, have you gone psychedelic? Uh uh, sukadelic. Shalom, everybody, and welcome back to Rabbi Ian 3. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, still Rabbi E for short, and this podcast is still and always a short burst of Jewish wisdom that I hope will elevate your life. But it's been a couple weeks since we've been in touch because it's been a very busy time in the Jewish calendar, but I knew I had to record tonight because this is a very special place at a very special time to begin a conversation with you about a very special topic, Simcha, joy. <laughs> now, I'm not an expert in joy. I'm still working hard in my middle years, I hope, to actualize and internalize this precious trait, but it's so important to be a successful human being and Jew. Yivdu es Hashem b'simcha, King David tells us, simcha, to serve God with joy. Wow. Now, why is this the perfect place and time? Well, it's the end of, as I record this, the Sukkot holiday, which is a unique festival that's connected to Simcha or joy. It's known as the time of our joy. And I'm recording this in a house of peace, love, and joy known as a sukkah, a temporary dwelling, which we'll talk about. So I had to at least start this conversation, part one, if you will, of a series, an ongoing series about attaining more Simcha joy in life. Now, this temporary dwelling I'm in, my sukkah is in front of my actual house in Silver Spring, Maryland, and it's a 10 by 12, roughly uh, tarp walls around. The walls of a sukkah can be made of anything at all, but the roof is the, the chief defining characteristic of a sukkah. It's a thin roof, organic material detached from the ground. Mine is made of evergreen branches, quite beautiful. I can see through to the sky or the stars at night. Um, and the Torah tells the Jewish people we should dwell in Sukkot, temporary houses or booths for seven days. And you're supposed to dwell as much as possible, eat, drink, many sleep, record a podcast. Aha, this is a special podcast from the Sukkah. And um, okay, so now, the, what makes Sukkot a time of our joy? That's a, many aspects to it. Many people have heard of it's a harvest festival, and that's true. Back in the day, especially, we were connected to that, the ingathering of the fall harvest. That's a time of joy, but that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not the only aspect, sorry, of the, um, of the holiday, what makes it so joyous. I believe the Sukkot itself teaches us three, at least, aspects and ingredient of and ingredients of joy, which I want to share with you right now. So, number one, it's a temporary dwelling. Well, that doesn't sound so joyous, right? Uh, uh, well, hold on a second. It's a temporary dwelling, so therefore I'm inspired to utilize every moment of my connection with and relationship with the sukkah in a proper way. And the sukkah is supposed to represent life itself. Life itself is temporary, and that shouldn't depress us. It should inspire us to make the most of every moment. Now, temporariness on its own maybe does not lead to simcha joy, but when it's coupled with the next two points, it really might. The sukkah calls to mind Hashem's protection of the Jewish people and of us as individuals, right? In the sense that the Torah says when God took us out, we as people dwelled in booths or huts in the fearsome, awesome Sinai Desert back in the day, but we were also surrounded on all sides by a large sukkah, if you will, miraculous clouds of glory. So when we, when we sit in the sukkah, we're supposed to call to mind, really to reconnect 
to that sense of Hashem's protection, the divine providence. We may not see it with miraculous clouds around us nowadays, but we're, God is with us always. We always can connect to him. Again, I'm not saying I, Rabbi E, live at that exalted level and have that serenity and joy that can come from such a sense of security, but that's part of the message of Sukkot and really of all of Judaism. So it's a temporary dwelling, this life of ours. Ah, I should say our souls are not temporary. They're eternal sparks of God, but sent into this physical world which is temporary. But in this world, we're surrounded really by Hashem's presence, the the ability to connect with Him. We might have to struggle sometimes, there's ups and downs, but ultimately, what God does for us is for the best. That's another, that deserves many, many podcasts, but to internalize that true trust and faith in God leads to security and joy, um, but also that every single minute is imbued with meaning and potential. Because everything becomes a mitzvah in the sukkah. If you eat in a sukkah during sukkahs, it's a mitzvah. You've elevated the act. If you drink, if you make a podcast, (laughs) this is a mitzvah, this podcast. Well, if there's an emanation like glowing out of the speaker, you'll know why, because I'm doing this in the sukkah. But that's a lesson for all of life. Just like, right, when we leave the sukkah, our lives still, we're supposed to carry that sukkah mentality that we're not here forever, but that Hashem is with us and protecting us, and that every moment can be elevated and imbued with meaning and purpose, purpose to help us grow spiritually, which is the real point why our souls were sent down to this earth. So those are three ingredients of Simcha, and of course the harvest vessel, bring in the wine and, and enjoy the physical pleasures of this world whether it's on Sukkot or not, the permitted ones, but with the mentality of the sukkah, that we're not here forever, that we're not running after physical pleasures as the essence of our life, that we're here to bring meaning and elevation to ourselves and to this world, and that God is with us. All of those are elements of Simcha. Thank you so much for listening. May you have a joyous rest of the sukkah's holiday, and hear me next time.